0: Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that. that is Heaney from the Boundary line. He's an expert at these. From the Boundary line!
1: Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary podcast. I'm your host Pez. I'm here with Source, and we are here to talk AFL footy. We talk about all the important things in AFL footy. And, uh, Source, I bet you are looking forward to one of the segments today where we review uh, last week's bets.
0: <laughs> that wasn't a very nice <laughs> intro. Hey, Pez. Uh, I'm more looking forward to talking about uh, the events that happened in round two. It was a banging round two. We had history made. We had a couple of upsets. And, um, you know, as, as always, Pez, we're, we're here to discuss it in good spirit. Uh, really looking to forward to hear your take on the historic event that was Lance Franken becoming the sixth player to kick uh, over 1,000 goals.
1: Oh, that's it. That's the big thing we want to speak about. So let's not muck around. Let's get into a big win, little win.
0: That's right, Pez. No mucking around here. Getting straight into it. It was an absolute circus on Friday night, Pez. It's a really easy one. I'll give you a. I'll give you a slow ball. That way you'll be able to smack it out of the park, Pez. Big win or little win. Uh, Lance Franklin kicking his thousandth goal.
1: Oh, it's an absolutely big win. Big win for uh, Lance Franklin. Big win for the Sydney Swans. Big win for AFL footy. Uh, just a big win all round. It was a. It was a really great moment. Uh, Lance Franklin handled it. Uh, really, really well. We didn't know if he was going to get there because he he was off to a slow start in terms of his goals, but uh, it was absolutely fantastic how he kicked it towards the end of the game. The AFL had it planned in case he he did it to have a you know twenty-minute break and, and things like that. So, uh, it, big win all round. Uh, congratulations to Lance Franklin. He also got his ball back <laughs> um, during the week. I, th- I think I would have held onto the ball a little bit longer and done a little bit more bartering, but um, well done to that fan who, you know, grabbed the ball and ran.
0: Well done to the fan who stole the ball and then sold it back, a stolen item to the AFL to get two years full of memberships, a signed ball, a different ball, a signed jersey. Yeah, well well done to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: if, is they lucky it wasn't me because I would have been running all over Australia, I wouldn't have stopped running and uh, I would have been asking for, for a bit more than uh,
0: what he got. The big story out of that one, Pez, is when he got the mark, Everyone's run onto the uh, run onto the ground and apparently he's on the ground just having a little bit of a kick of the footy with him and the mate's just gone. Oh. Like, what are you doing? Get out of here! Like,
1: <laughs> what I would have been doing is I would have been marking that footy and turning around and getting to the first exit and running home wherever ah. my house was because uh, you didn't lose that footy or have someone snatch it off you. Yeah,
0: if you haven't heard the footage of it, Pez, uh, or any of our listeners, make sure you jump on and l- listen to the interview. It's the most Aussie thing. He's like, "Oh, I was having a kick of the footy, and then mate said, Oh you mate, you better leg it.'" So I uh, ran ran out the ground, jumped on the tram, didn't even go to the pub, went straight home, and was <laughs> like, "Oh, what a legend." <laughs>
1: Yeah, very good. So, um, big win for, for me, Sauce. Do you think it was a big win or a little uh, win? I
0: mean, it's obviously a big win, Pez. It's a, a big win for the AFL. You know, him doing it in Sydney in his home crowd. It's the second time that's you know, Sydney folk have seen history, you know, obviously with um, Tony Lockett you know, with his record-breaking kick all those years ago. What was that, 2001, 2002, I think it was, where he, where he broke the record. And then this year again, you know, um, in 2022, kicking 1,000 goals. Probably a feat that we're, we're not going to see again. Um, It's fantastic for football. was fantastic, he got to do it to his home ground And you know, it is good That the AFL had a plan of attack And it's good that the game Opened up so much so that you know I think that uh, the defence slowed down A little bit and we were able to see that goal I would have liked to seen it more on on if he kicked it on the run. I would have preferred the the spectacle of the you know giving his teammates a lot more to be able to get around him a little bit more. I think that there was a player on the there was a guy on the field before the bloke had even the ball had even traveled through <laughs> through the goal so I would have liked to see it um, a little bit more uh, spontaneous on the run but fantastic for football pairs you, you can't deny it I was sitting there watching it with a mate and she doesn't really follow football pairs and you know she she was even um, in marvel of the spectacle it was really really great.
1: Yeah. Speaking about the uh, crowd, they were ready to go. That's the uh, next topic of discussion for big win, Little win source. So the crowd, I'm going to call it a crowd invasion. They were uh, swarming onto the field in thousands. Uh, everyone wanted to pat his head for some unknown reason. He's played nearly four quarters of footy. He would have been very, very sweaty. Um, I, I believe Lance Franklin handled that really, really well because uh, another player might've started uh, uh, decking a few of, of, of the public there, but, um, they were all standing up beforehand. They were jumping the fence. They were on the ground. Security were just standing there. Obviously, they couldn't do anything about it. Um, what did you think about the crowd invasion and how uh, the crowd handled it, Sauce? So?
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think it is. Um, there's two parts to this Pez. I think big win for, for Lance Franklin. You know, he's a bloke that hasn't always um, been able to handle himself in the best light of football sometimes with, you know, frustrations and some off field sort of things. So for him to have what, 30,000 people try and rub his head and get a touch on him and, you know, be claustrophobic in that. Well done to him. He handled it fantastic. That smile didn't come off his, uh, his face at all. And it was, you know, it was really, really good to see. Um, you know, I think, you know, before I move on to the actual crowd invasion, I think if you had some other players in there, I mean, we saw, uh, I don't know if you watched the interview after, Pez, with Jordan Lewis, and Jordan Lewis got started a little bit, threw a, a sneaky little elbow and uh, to the players, you know, the spectators who came up behind during his interview. I don't know if another player could have handled himself like the champion that uh, Buddy Franklin is. But in terms of the crowd invasion, Pez, it, for me it's a really big loss for the AFL. It's a huge loss um, because, well, what did we call it, a little win, because there's crowd control and i I just felt it was so unorganized in terms of the security i felt that the actual sydney swans didn't feel like it was a safe environment if you go back to when gary ablett senior kicked his thousands or you go back to you know when the um, plugger broke the record his teammates actually got around him first and there wasn't really a swan to be seen within that sort of realm and i feel like the security guard's you know, the seven blokes on the opposite side of the wing didn't do a great job. There was players who ended up outside of the grounds. There was, uh, you know, a long time before the game actually was able to be played. There was talk about whether it was going to go fourth or whether, you know, Geelong were just going to say, you have the four points, we, we lose more by actually playing and, you know, risking injury. I just thought the AFL handled that part really, really, really poorly. But again, I don't want to put it down on such a historical event
1: yeah oh the only thing i would say about a little win is uh it did last a little bit too long and the, the crowd just because everyone wanted to get in there and have a touch have a feel but um i guess no one thought they would have been there or no their mates wouldn't have believed them if they weren't filming it on their phone for tiktok or something i think uh i hate going to say uh, an event a music concert or a, or a gig and everyone's got their phones out filming it instead of actually watching it with their own eyes they're watching it through their screen so uh, I think that's uh, really, really quite poor. Uh, the the other thing that we mentioned uh, was a couple of the players. I think it was Zach Tui decked someone. Um, <laughs> yeah. A guy ran into him and he's just put him put him on his ass. And uh, I thought that was a bit bit of a moment. And uh, if it was Tui kicking his thousands goal, he might have decked a decked a few more players as well.
0: I think the AFL's lucky that there wasn't a bigger incident with that sort of stuff. We we know how silly people can get at the football. Fourth quarter, alcohol's flowing. It's a big historical event. Everyone gets excited. And, you know, it looked like they were, I mean, they were lucky that an AFL player, one, didn't get injured. Two, you're, we're lucky that no none of their players came out and caught catch COVID. Um, I, I think that the AFL has escaped pretty uh, injury-free from this, but it, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I just think that they could have had better security in place. I think... They kept showing three or four people, and they even mentioned it during the actual telecast. Pez, that you know, like oh, like you know, he's taking the mark. There doesn't seem to be any more security coming out. I, I think it just it looked very different to when Plugger kicked his. We had mem- you remember all the guys in the jackers that were basically the whole fifty meter penalty, a fifty meter um, arc. And this time it looked like there was eight guys that were ready to run in, and they were pretty slow. Pez, <laughs> those the highlight highlighter, highlighter vests didn't look to, didn't look too quick.
1: Uh, they stood on the fence. It was probably for their own safety. They're at work and they didn't want to risk work safe or anything. They just stood back and said, you know, this is not safe enough for me. But one of the best things I saw um, was on Twitter and uh, it was along the lines of, uh, I'm glad Channel 7 are using the uh, long microphone to social distance with the interview afterwards uh, <laughs> because you wouldn't want to get too close to him when there was 30,000 people uh, right up in his in his grill. Uh, I thought that was quite quite the hilarious tweet.
0: It was quite hilarious, Pez. Uh, But as I said, and I'm obviously I'm thinking you're you're going big win or little win, Pez, or
1: no big win uh, seen all over the world and uh, exposes uh, more people uh, to the game.
0: Yeah, that, that shot from that shot from the top of the ground where they're flocking in like ants. Look, that's amazing spectacle. Uh, but the scary part to think is that there's one person in the middle of that is, is pretty scary. I was hoping that they would uh, you know, it has to be a little win for me, Piers, because I thought they would have done the whole rock star, the crowd surfing him all the way down, the crowd surfing him to the what? rooms. That would have been sick.
1: Mate, I thought that was going to happen at one stage. I think he <laughs> grabbed two blokes, and the two blokes couldn't lift him. <laughs> well, a it bi- was right, a big boy. Pez. Right at the start, it couldn't, couldn't lift him up on the shoulder. So maybe he needed a couple of Swan's teammates or a couple of couple of blokes at Geelong. But yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, it was disappointing that we didn't get to see you know rock star Lance Franklin be carried off the ground like he should. All right, Pez. Uh, there's not really much outs for the big win, little win, Pez. But I'm going to see if you can be a big winner, Pez. I I've got two questions for you, Pez. There's Nora. One of them is a trivia question and one of them is just a bit of a, you know, a hypothetical. So, you know, we, we, we named the top five goal kickers of over a thousand. Uh, we've got Tony Lockett, Gordon Coventry, Jason Dunstall, Doug Wade, Gary Ablett, senior, and now Lance Franklin. Outside of Lance Franklin, who is the next closest active AFL player? And do you know how many? Oh, no, no
1: idea. Um, the next closest AFL player, I think Josh Kennedy sits around, 650, 700, something like that. Well, I'm going to have to go with him.
0: You, you are correct, Pez, that he Ooh. does sit about 688, but he's not the next closest. You've got a um, uh, triple premiership player who's still playing.
1: Oh, uh, Jack Rewald would have to be.
0: Jack Riewoldt sitting three spots above him on a 716. And that comes up my next question, Pez. So Jack Riewoldt, he's probably not going to be kicking another 280 goals in the rest of his career. Josh Kennedy, you couldn't imagine, he's going to kick another 300 in his uh, the rest of his career. If you had to pick one person right now in the AFL to kick 1,000, which means that they have to play for about 15 years plus, averaging 70 to 80 goals, who are we picking?
1: Oh, you can only pick
0: one player in oh, the at the moment. That's a dumb question, wasn't it?
1: Uh, it has to be Max King. He's <laughs> the only one with a shot, mate. Um, he'll kick his 50-plus the next couple of years, and then he'll get up to 70. The game will change a bit and open up for the big uh, forward over, overhead marks, and uh, he'll start kicking 80-plus, 100 a few seasons. He'll get a couple of, couple of crowds in and... Maybe even break the the thirteen hundred plus.
0: Yeah, I, I knew that you'd, there'd be a way to make this all about the Saints, Pez. You know, just set you up there, right there, Pez, and you you didn't disappoint the viewers. Uh, no, in, in all honesty, in all honesty, uh, give me an answer.
1: That, that's in all honesty, mate. That's the only. <laughs> that's the only player I could think. So his, his uh, get on Twitter at behind the bound <laughs> if you if you think uh, if you think differently. But he's the only one young enough, uh, and any of the key forwards now. The game is uh, a little bit. Uh, You know, A lot of midfielders are kicking goals, so the game needs to change a bit over the next five years for a key forward to do it. Maybe the best answer is uh, a 15-, 14-year-old at the moment, so we don't know who they are.
0: Yeah, we'll have to be watching that uh, upcoming draft. I'll probably be playing for North Melbourne, uh, Pez, so that'll be something that you can talk about. You won't back them in. Uh, Pretty disappointing, though, for for Lance Franklin, though. He's uh, the only player in the top six who uh, actually doesn't have a little green um, little green highlight on their name because they're not the leading goal kicker at their club despite having a, a thousand a thousand goals so really disappointing for him
1: <laughs> oh, well spewing, but uh, both of those leading goal kickers came from other clubs didn't they so uh, you do, you don't know how much that counts but um, I think you're stalling a bit at the end of this segment source because uh, let's get into the crux of it, the uh, the bettings parts no official
0: review. I was not stalling at all, Pez. I don't know what you're talking about. At the Behind the Boundary podcast, we are always held accountable, and I'm ready to talk about the uh, the disappointment that was the round two of our bed slip.
1: Yeah, uh, a good thing is uh, from Finstar. I uh, retweeted it on. Um, well, I didn't retweet it. Our media manager retweeted it on, on Twitter. <laughs> the intern. Uh, it was it was very um, very topical with the the Will Smith slap seen around the world, uh, and the only reason people know that the Oscars actually happened, but. Uh, Chris Rock with the little uh, sources bet slip next to his head. And uh, Will Smith slap with the tab sports bet, Ned's points bet, uh, Get out of here, Source. You, you did no good.
0: Yeah, no good. No good. Uh, but, Pez, I'm, I'm not hiding behind it. I'm not making any excuses. It was a bad round of footy. Escaped with a couple of bonus bets, which was lucky for me. I did stake 145 for the round. Returned uh, a measly 25 bucks, Pez, uh, which was, <laughs> it wasn't even money that I spent. It was a bonus bet from the week before. So, technically, on uh, money place this round, it was a big fat zero. So, uh, no good from Source. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into uh, exactly how, how you lost that money. But uh I staked 210 source. So, you know, broke the rule in the, in the, in the second oh, round. Disqualified. Disqualified. Uh, Shouldn't be allowed 200. to. Uh, only returned 176.30 in the end. So I was, I was disappointed with a couple of clubs, uh, which we'll get into. So, minus 16% for the year to date uh 395 staked, 420 returns. So I'm positive in the ROI, 6.34%. But uh, I'm not happy with that myself. I want to. I want to get it up a little bit. So uh, let's go through game by game. We had the Western Bulldogs versus Carlton and Carlton started on fire. The first three quarters source, they played extremely well. They beat uh, the Bulldogs in in the midfield. Bulldogs missed Bailey Smith immensely uh, with their running game and their forward line didn't really function until that fourth quarter when they started kicking lots of behinds, but I had the Bulldogs minus four and a half at halftime. So that was done. Uh, Bulldogs minus eight and a half full time. That was done as well, but i got the 50 bonus. Um, which I was able to use later on but we'll we'll see if that was uh, a success or not
0: yeah, I, um, as my uh, bet slip from the intro alluded to, didn't have a successful bet, and that will be the trend uh, all the way up until Sunday. So um, I had a, a four-league same-game multi with sports bets. Um, I had Aaron Norton to kick most goals, which, you know, he definitely had a shot in that fourth quarter, but they got the yips and uh, was unable to deliver. George Hewitt to get 20, he delivered. Sam Doherty to get, to, to get 20, as well as Zach Williams to get 15 or more. He absolutely dominated. Uh, but I should have stuck with my guns, pairs. I should have actually just bet uh, Carlton at the line, because I did discuss how they were going to win, but not to be. Escape with a bonus bet, and I've uh, used it very wisely this round, Pez. You
1: know, we're using it this round, so something coming up. Uh, the next game is very easy uh, to talk about. It was my cheeky. It was uh, your your bet was the same. Uh, Buddy Franklin, he kicked four in the night, but he didn't kick one of the first five, which was paying five bucks, and we had to put the the cheeky 10 on that source. Uh, so we both uh, failed there. You move on to Collingwood versus Adelaide. I had a three-league same game multi with Tab. I fell in, in love with Tab last week. I had Lipinski to get 15 disposals uh, very easily. Collingwood plus 10 and a half. Uh, Of course that got up and uh, Collingwood one to 39. They actually uh, flogged the crows by a lot more than that. So uh, missed out, got my $25 bonus. And I'll see if I can salute on that later in the round.
0: Yeah, really disappointing from the Crows. Pairs, are uh, they they stuffed your one to thirty nine, and they stuffed my uh, plus nineteen and a half line with part of the three league same game multi right in that first quarter when they just missed so many opportunities to at least stay within um, reaching distance, and then from then Collingwood just. Uh, Bully balled them a little bit, Pez. Um, I had over one forty-eight and a half. That got up pretty easy with 158 hundred and fifty fifty-eight being kicked uh for the game. And Ben Keys to get twenty, he ended up with thirty-seven. Our man Pez in ripping form, but you know what it means? Two out of three ain't bad because it does give me a bonus bet, uh, of fifty dollars for this round to spend.
1: Yep, so still a zilt for the source, but uh, you yeah, know, getting there, getting there. I've got a to... Got a bonus in that game as well, but um, I've gone the next game Essendon versus Brisbane. I was a bit nervous in the first quarter here, Source, because Essendon were charging forward and they were kicking a lot of behinds, but they're up by a little bit against Brisbane. And Brisbane had to really turn this one around. I got on earlier than everyone else and I got minus 17 and a half. So I was even more nervous because the line closed at minus 14 and a half. Over 143 got up easily, plus 16 and a half. So my $50 stake actually got up and I got the little multiplier 1.08 as well. So turned $118.80. So, uh, yeah, as I said, very happy with that.
0: As you should be, Pez, um, I was a bit disappointed. I thought Joe Danaher playing his old club would have, uh, you know, actually presented himself as a target, but uh, wasn't the Joe Danaher from the week before. I had him to kick five. He only managed two. Everything else saluted, Pez. I had Brisbane head-to-head and over 143.5. Pick your own line. Uh, that got over extremely easy. So uh, trend, Pez, no win, but still escaped with a bonus bet. Uh, it was a $10 cheeky that I'll be using this week for sure.
1: Yeah, well, next game was the big upset of the round source. We've got Port Adelaide uh, versus Hawthorne. So a lot of people picked Port Adelaide to be in the top four. I had them 40-plus in this game uh, and under 180 total game points, and Hawthorne kicked away early and uh, didn't look back. Port Adelaide didn't seem to put up a fight. Uh, the, the line was huge. The, the, the home ground advantage to Port Adelaide, coming back from Brisbane, needing to get a win, Uh, Playing against Hawthorne, who are touted bottom four side source, uh, this was really disappointing by the club.
0: Really disappointing. Um, You know, like Port Adelaide, uh, home ground against uh, bottom four side from last year, that really should be an easy victory. I did uh, talk about this last week, how I was a bit cautious with this game because of the injuries that they had, and uh, no one stood up and responded, and I'm glad I steered clear Pez, because, uh, you know, 40-plus would have been where I was leaning if the side was at full strength, but... Not to be for for Port Adelaide, not to be for me, and uh not to be uh for you as well, Piers. So let's move on to the the Sunday oh sorry, the other Saturday night game.
1: Yeah, we had Gold Coast taking on Melbourne and uh for the eight thousand members that Gold Coast have, uh they would have been happy with their performance. Only a 13-point loss to the reigning premiers. Melbourne doing enough to get over the line. Christian Petrarca had another 40 touches. Uh just wasn't straight in front of the stick sorts and kicking the two behind. So usually it's you know, 40 and two goals. But he's on his way to some more Brownlow votes in this game as well. I didn't have a bet.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I did clear as well, Pez. The Gold Coast Suns would be happy with the, their effort, keeping the, the the Premiers and, you know, probably the red-hot favourites for the Brownlow, as well as the... Um, as well as the premiers, uh, goalless for, for Petrarca and under the line as well, Pez. That line was about 22 and a half, So getting it under that is really, really good for the uh, for the Suns. We move on to the, the big talking point of the game last week, Pez, and a little bit of the talking point this week as well with the amount of players that West Coast had out with COVID and the, basically the replacements were playing, Pez. Classic movie from the 90s, which is probably before your time. But what did you have in this game?
1: Uh, watched the replacements uh on Netflix uh the other week as well. Uh, not, a bad, was not a bad, a little film. About a week ago, it was not bad, not bad. Yeah, enjoyed that uh, quite much. Enjoyed it more than the North Melbourne uh West Coast game, to be honest, because it was quite poor, poorly executed. And uh, North, you know, should have won by more. Any other club that uh any other club that played would have touted West Coast by sixty plus there easily, but um North unable to do it uh with the with the uh, you know the flock that they've got. I didn't have a bet in that game, and I wasn't uh, I wasn't going to touch it when North Melbourne went under $1.20 head-to-head.
0: Yeah, Pez, I was absolutely laughing with this one. I was listening to the radio on the lunch break when I was going through the uh, the tab app and uh, saw the old uh, um, North Melbourne plus four and a half was still uh, the line there when they hadn't adjusted the uh, – they actually had adjusted the actual proper line, but they hadn't done the double, the plus four and a half and the under 168 and a half, and that's what I put my bonus bet on, Pez. Easiest thirty five evs easiest twenty five bucks I will ever make. Uh, I was waiting all week for them to retract the bet, uh, but I, I escaped that one pair's lucky because I'm sure they were ready to claim something about the amount of players playing or something, something. But very clearly, it says only thing that changes the bet is venue change. So very lucky for source.
1: Thought there would have been something in the terms and conditions. Now, um, media manager was influx with DMs for this when uh, we tweeted this out, Source, because when we tweeted it out, North Melbourne were paying a dollar eighteen. And that plus four and a half, even in the doubles, was nowhere to be seen. So when you jump on it, Source, you've you got to get it out there uh, to the fans because no one was able to get on. Or, or People reckon you you were just waiting for the perfect opportunity and going, am I really going to put this bet out on the pod? And uh, there you go. So that's what people are saying.
0: Turn it up, Pez, because that bonus bet had to be used. So it was from the previous week. I can't just make up a $10 <laughs> bonus bet. So uh, no, no. Up yours, flog! Right, <laughs> the media manager okay. tell tell the intern to get back in his box, and uh, otherwise we'll get the work experience kid to take over. It's um, not
1: me, but the intern said they had to delete some of the messages because of the vulgarness of them. So, um. Uh, you won't Moving be able on to, to the uh, Richmond
0: GWS game, I'm not listening to this rubbish. I will not be bullied on my own podcast. All right, let's get into the, the, the Richmond versus GWS game, pez Speaking about disappointing teams, the Giants—they uh, just show no heart, pez And and I had re- I had GWS plus one and a half here. I was actually really confident they would come out and beat Richmond. Uh, they should have beaten Richmond with the list that they have. They showed no heart. Really disappointing from the Giants.
1: The line actually changed, mate. Uh, you got an absolute bargain for plus one and a half if you thought the Giants were going to win, because the Giants firmed into favorites. Yep. Uh with all the Richmond outs. They had uh, uh over four triple premiership players out mm-hmm. uh source. So that was uh, unbelievable. Grimes, Rewalt, Prestia, Dustin Martin, even so um no good. My bet, um, which I wish I put on later in the week because I would have got better odds, but mine got up because I had Richmond head to head. I'd under 190.5 total game points. Uh, just you know, pick your own total and Richmond plus 34 and a half. So, my 25 dollars returned me 57.50. So I was uh, very happy watching that game on Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah, and you would have been even happier, Pez, watching your Saints take on the Dockers. I steered clear with this game. The that late Sunday night game, Pez, I find it really hard to bet on because the teams aren't out. You have no idea what's going to happen, and uh, that the, the odds definitely fluctuated for this game. Uh, you know, it was a, an arm wrestle for going heads uh, and tails, going who was going to win it. Pez, steer clear for me.
1: Yeah, I had a steer clear originally, but when I saw, you know. Freeman or didn't bring Nathan Fife back in, which I think a lot of the bookies forgot about. Uh, David Mundy was out with health and safety protocol. Brennan Cox in the, in the defense out with health and safety protocol. I think the Saints uh, had a couple of good uh, in- inclusions as well. I, I put a little uh, bonus bet together. It was looking all right for a little while, but Rowan Marshall let it down big time. I picked my own line, St. Kilda minus 10.5, and, and they're not winning by 10. Source. Max King, two plus goals. He kicked, what, four and a quarter. And Ron Marshall, 15 disposals, ended up with nine, but he was around the ball so much in the ruck, you just couldn't get that little handball or, you know, the intercept mark. Uh, Brad Crouch for 20 easy, Bradley Hill for 20 easy. Uh, I think uh, the scoreboard didn't show it, but St Kilda absolutely flogged Fremantle here. They were getting inside 50 so much more than them, but they were just not efficient at all uh, in in missing and and kicking it straight to Fremantle and not hitting the target until the second half of the game where they. They broke away and went out there. But um, so, across for me, I used my bonus bet uh, from uh, a previous game.
0: Disappointing for Max Keane, Pez. You know, that makes him only 935 off uh, from getting 1,000. He'll need to up his ante if he's going to actually uh, even challenge it, Pez.
1: Oh, you know, he's just getting warmed up. Four and a quarter. Maybe he does that every quarter this week. That's uh, 16 <laughs> and a uh, little 16, little head wobble, and he'll be on his way to 1,000.
0: Made a little head wobble, I would love to see what the odds are for uh, the old 16 goals in a game, Obviously, <laughs> this I week. <laughs> I
1: don't think that's going to happen uh, anytime soon. Uh, you know, 10 plus is a, a, a big thing to see these days, but we'll, we will see it again. Um, the next thing, I, I put my $50 bonus bet from the Thursday night game uh, source. I, I, I was I love the odds for this. I had Brisbane minus 14 and a half. I had Melbourne to win, Collingwood to win, all got up. And I had Port Adelaide minus eight and a half where their line was minus 26.5, something like that. $4.72 odds. This would have been uh, juicy, but uh, they lost by 10 goals, so it wasn't
0: even close. Yeah, not even close, Pez. Uh, mine was a bit the same, Pez. I really, really was happy with my bet. I thought Adelaide were going to keep it closer. I had um, a, a bet with um, Neds. I used their uh, little multi saver that they had there, and I needed it as well, Pez, because I had either team to win by 24.5 points in the Collingwood-Adelaide game. As we know, uh, Collingwood won by 40-plus, so... That's where my loss came. I had North Melbourne versus West Coast, under 39 and a half points to be the te- either team to win. That got up. Same with Richmond, same with Fremantle. All those other games were any team to win under 39 and a half points. Disappointing to lose 25 at Pez. Like all my other bets, escaped with a bonus bet. So a little bit of cash to play around this week, uh, which is lucky because I've lost enough money for the, for the last two weeks to, to have a little bit, uh, an easier time on the wallet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my uh, original multi-source had a five-legger, so I got three out of five. I get the uh, two legs fail, which are the bulldogs and Port Adelaide. I get my bonus, which I didn't use last round, so I will use a bonus in this round upcoming as well. So let's get into it. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now bets
0: with an opportunity about fifty meters out.
1: I was with a mate, and um. Getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, "I think I'm gonna whack ten on on Maxie. Do you want? Do you want some as well." And I said, "Oh
0: yes, yes, yes." And as we do every week, Pez, let's start things off with something a little special.
1: Yeah, so the round three betting specials out nice and early on Behind the band podcast at Behind the band, if you want to see uh, everything that's out there. Uh, sports bet have Thursday and Friday matches, three-plus-leg same-game AFL multi. It's not money back, but it is uh, double winnings in bonus bet if you get up, uh, if you're interested in that. They've got the best promotion at the moment, four-plus-leg AFL multi. One or two legs fail. You get a bonus back, and we've taken advantage of that. Uh, you move over to Tab. They've got head-to-head uh, multi-special in the NRL and AFL, three plus leagues, one fails, you get your money back in a bonus. If you got five plus legs and two fail, you get your money back in a bonus. So I'm sure one of us will take advantage of that. Uh, they've got the same game multi-special, three plus legs, one failed in all games. Um, and they've got a venue mode exclusive. So we're not in lockdown anymore. So if you can get to a venue, head-to-head AFL special, if your team leads at halftime but loses, you can get a bonus bet back up to 50 bucks as well. Ladbrokes, we've got the AFL same game multi on Thursday and Friday night games. We've got $2 lines on Thursday and Friday night games. And you've got the AFL mega multi, four plus legs. Uh, one fails, you get your bonus back. Uh, Neds, you've got $2 lines on any team Thursday, Friday. Bet 365, you've got the multi-bet offer up to 65% more on your multis uh points bet this is really tough for me to get the points bet ones because when i open up my points bet account and log in, source it says no specials for your account so i actually have to message people with a points bet account and i'm running out of people with a valid points bet account that still get bonuses um so they've got an afl rounds one to four three plus league same game multi um they've got a couple of other things out uh, after this tweet was sent out source but i don't know what they are because i can't see them on my account so Stuff few points bet. Yep, don't worry um, about him. Money... They're
0: a joke anyway. So just keep on talking. I don't know why you keep binging them. Don't worry about them.
1: Moneyball, the new one. Um, Tom Cat has nine lives at $2 odds. So Tom Hawkins this week, one of the first nine goals, max bet of $25. Uh, I'm definitely jumping on that as well, Source. Uh, if there's any other ones that you guys see that weren't mentioned there or weren't on the, the thing, at Behind the Bound on Twitter, add it to the thread so we can help out punters around the country
0: yeah pez um exactly right the media manager was working very hard this week and it's very good to, for you to be helping out the intern searching with all your mates trying to get those uh lab brokes pez but just just don't worry about them points bit sorry not lad brokes points but just get rid of them i don't know why you keep mentioning
1: them yeah well some, some people have it sourced and sometimes <laughs> it's easy money for for the listeners out there the new punters can get on them and make money for a couple of weeks until they're banned and then uh tell them to piss off
0: Uh, Stick to the sponsors, Pez, or the the betting companies that still let us bet. All right, let's get into uh, the first game of the round. Tomorrow night, 7.20 kickoff, Marvel Stadium. The Western Bulldogs taking on the Sydney Swans, Pez. The Doggies have firmed in favourites at $1.75 after a bit of a seesawing week uh, fluctuating between favourites. Sydney out to $2.08. The line for this game is minus 3.5 in favour of the Dogs, and the over-under total game points is 174.5, Pez. I'm spewing about this one because I'm all over the swans and i should have waited because the line has come out what are you doing do you believe in the uh the runners up from last year
1: yeah well the bulldogs are in a, a must-win situation pretty much after uh, starting the season off not too well uh bailey smith comes in which is a big in uh and he would have helped a lot in the midfield last week against Carlton. hayden crozier is out managed he went off the ground last week with a, a bit of injury and bailey williams uh the medi sub out as well For Sydney Swans, Logan McDonald has been omitted um, and Sheldrick as the sub, and Joel Armity comes into that Sydney Swans team. Uh, I I did think that I was going to see a lot of outs for Sydney with the the COVID that was caught through Buddy Franklin with the thousand goals through the crowd, but it didn't end up happening. It was even money when it opened, as you said, Source and Sydney have drifted out. But I've I've gone um, use my bonus bet on this game because I'm thinking Sydney will win, but do the bookies know something that I don't? I, I think Sydney play Marvel quite well. Uh, the small shaped ground, like the SCG, uh, under the roof there, with players like Isaac Keeney, Lance Franklin up forward. Your Chad Warner, Josh Kennedy in the midfield. Warner's had a really great start to the season. I've got my $25 bonus bet, and source. I've gone a little cheeky.
0: Oh, cheeky! My bad. Try
1: try and catch you off guard every single <laughs> every week, week, and you I. Do and that. I and I got gotcha, you, because I can see you there on the Zoom call. I've got a three-leg same game multi as my bonus. Sydney to win one to 39. Uh, Would have got better odds for it now, obviously, but I got on it uh, a little bit earlier. Mitch Hannon, any time goal scorer. I think he uh, can pop up and get a goal. He's about a dollar forty when I put this on. And Isaac Heaney to score two or more goals. I think the Bulldogs will try and um, get on Franklin and not let him be a part of it. He'll have to get up the ground. And Isaac Heaney, great overhead mark inside that forward 50 and a good shot at goals. So, That's a $5.50 source, my $25 bonus bet used.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you're saying there, Piers. I think that the most unluckiest victim from the thousand goals of uh, Franklin actually is uh, Isaac Haney. He's in ripping form. Kicked five goals last week and twenty something touches. Had three goals the week before and twenty five. He's in ripping form and totally agree with what you're saying. the The way that the Sydney are playing and the way that they are, you know, hounding the ball. They were quick movements. They're responding well. Um, you know, they, they dismantled Geelong. They made really, um, they made Geelong really look second rate and just blitz through that uh, defense. I think they make a mess of the. Bulldogs who, uh, we know are in a little bit of dis- disarray. Uh, there is some leaks in there as we heard last week. Uh, and I have used my bonus bet for this game. Pez, uh, fifty dollar bonus bet. I'm spewing. I didn't uh, wait a little bit longer because I only got plus one and a half the line on Ned's at two dollars. So a little bit disappointed. I couldn't get the extra two points. But uh, yeah, it's your bonus bet, so I can't cash it out. But still very confident that the Swans can get this done against a struggling Bulldogs. Uh, Pez Bulldogs go zero and three. Is Bevo finally under some
1: heat? Um, he, was, he was under some heat right at the start. He's saying his club's falling apart. So uh, I, I think the Bulldogs are better than a lot of sides. I just don't think they're uh, top four material. I didn't have them in the top four source. Uh, so uh, I think there's just too many teams that are, that are better than them this year, and they're not going to get away with mediocre performances. They nearly got away with it last week against Carlton, but they just couldn't hit the scoreboard and kick goals in that last quarter. So... Um, it has to be a bit of pressure coming on, but um, I, I think the the recent form in recent years actually saves him from going under the pump
0: in terms of sacking. Oh, that lone Premiership that saves him again. Anyway, let's get on to the Friday night and uh, an interesting uh, discussion for us to have. Pez, Port Adelaide and Adelaide get their first Friday night game, uh, but it's on the exact same time as another game, and the game, the first game we're going to be talking about, the double header Friday night. Both at the same sort of time. Melbourne taking on Essendon at the MCG. Should be an absolute cracker, Pez. Uh, Melbourne going favourites at $1.20. Very heavy favourites. Essendon, the Outsiders at $4.40. The line, Pez, is minus 27.5 in favour of Melbourne. And the over-under for this is 167.5. Pez, Melbourne. they make it three on the trot.
1: Uh, they have to make it three on a trot here. And uh, one of the best stats that I saw... Here, Source, was Essendon haven't started uh, 0-3 for a very, very long time. I think it was uh, since 1967. Jesus. Um, So it was absolutely unbelievable they haven't started 0-3 because they've been a very mediocre club for a very, very long time, not winning a final since 2004, Source. uh, Just been thereabouts off the bottom of the ladder, though. So Essendon really struggling. Uh, A lot of people had them in finals, Source. A lot of people had them You know, moving up from last year, competing, winning two finals, maybe three. Um, but Melbourne, I think we'll just show them up on the MCG. The MCG suits Melbourne a lot more than it suits uh, this Essendon side as well. I've gone with tab uh, a $25 three-leg same game multi Melbourne minus 12 and a half in a pick your own line scenario Uh, over 150 total game points in a pick your own total and Clayton Oliver to get me 20 disposals. Now I've got to speak through this source because Clayton Oliver to get 20 disposals is paying a dollar one. I think Essendon put in a bit of time to Christian Petrarca to try and curtail his influence with his you know, 35-plus disposal games in the first two rounds. Uh, so I had to put a third leg in, and I'll put Clayton Oliver because I think it's the safest disposal bet. Um, and if one of them loses, I get a bonus bet back. It also pushed the odds up to $2 uh, from, uh, you know, I had the other two legs. I couldn't just put Melbourne to win as well because it was only dollar $1.90 odds, so I needed to push it up somehow. So there's my reasoning behind that. Uh, $25, as I said, to hopefully return 50.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very smart, Pez, making sure that you get over the $2 to make sure that you're eligible for the bonus bet. And, you know, you've done some thought about why you're going with Oliver as opposed to Petrarca, who, you know, the last two weeks you would actually think that he should be a guarantee to get 20. And that's what sometimes happens with betting, Pez, is uh, people don't really know and follow the stats and they just chuck in whoever the... The lowest numbers are there, thinking it's a guarantee, but nothing's guaranteed in footy, so I like your thought process there, Pez. Um, I actually was uh, pretty impressed with Essendon um, for the first half of last week against Brisbane. I thought they moved the ball well. I thought they actually, you know, they had uh, McGrath was running an absolute sort of uh, ride in the middle. I thought they, they were doing quite well. They were going forward really well. But they definitely were out-coached in the second half. And I think that they definitely will go through the tape and they'll address some of those things. I think Essendon actually keep it a little bit more competitive. Melbourne, they're in a little bit of cruise control. They know that they can turn it on. And we've seen it both weeks now that they turn it on for a quarter. They break open the game to three or four goals and they sort of just maintain and coast that. They're good enough to do that. I think Essendon have a lot to prove. That's a long time between drinks, Pez. Uh, it's a lot longer than the 7,000-odd the days it is before that they've won a final. So I think that Essendon can keep it close. I've used my second bonus bet of $25 on Essendon, plus 26.5 on Neds at $2 on the line. So hopefully Essendon can keep it close. I still think Melbourne get the job done, but I think they break it open for a one-quarter and uh, sort of just coast for the rest.
1: Yeah, and if you're going a single line bet um, on the Thursday or the Friday night game, make sure you do go with Neds or Lads because uh, boost it up to two bucks.
0: Yeah, all right. On to the second game on the Friday night, Pez. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Like we haven't really discussed this, and we normally don't discuss in the middle of Bet Slip. But two Friday night games, both potentially really good games. Two two dynasties, not d- dynasties. Two massive clubs, Melbourne and Essendon, and then you get the derby. In, in uh, what do they call it? Sorry, the showdown, the Adelaide showdown, on the Friday night at the same time
1: um weird that it's going to go going overlap very weird that it will overlap but um if they, they did it as a double header they've done that on a friday before which uh doesn't suit a lot of people because you know you're finishing up friday at work you may be going to to drinks uh before the footy. you've got a couple of hours to kill uh that would give people no time but there's no game on the saturday during the day source yeah. the, the early time slots. so I don't know why one of the games is there. I think they're they think they're going to get a bigger crowd over in Adelaide with that. And the Friday night in Melbourne, they're going to get a really big crowd. But yeah, I don't like the two games on the Friday. Thursday and Friday putty should be one game. Uh, and you've got a spare spot on Saturday. So make a choice to move one of the games.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, right. I'm totally with you, Pez. I don't understand why in this day and age we have any games overlap with the amount of time slots we're playing. Anyway, let's get on to the showdown. Adelaide taking on Port Adelaide. Adelaide Crows are the outsiders $3.30. Port Adelaide after a disappointing week last week. start favourites $1.32. The line is minus 20.5, favoring the power. And the over-under for this game is $1.60.5 at $1.88. Pez. Can Port Adelaide bounce back after an 0-2 start?
1: No, oh, well, who really knows after there? insipid performance last week uh, ken hinckley he's the coach that you've got to speak about with uh, being under pressure sauce because he's, he's had uh, multiple rebuilds they've been there or thereabouts and and failed uh, by lots lots of points in in many many finals so um they're struggling a little bit earlier won't be back in the side charlie dixon to get a test they're missing fantasia they missed probably gray last week who will get a test still missing pharrell uh trent mckenzie with the test tom cleary is also out for another couple of weeks so uh, missing a bit, but no excuses to who is on the field for that Port Adelaide footy club. If they don't fight back this week's horse, uh, I don't know what's going to happen because you don't rate the Adelaide Crows that highly. Yeah, they'll give you a half and they'll, they'll compete with their effort, but they just don't have the, the talent there on that list. So that's why I've gone, it's a Thursday and Friday night game. I've gone uh, Ned's with the, the $2 lines. We've got Port Adelaide here at minus 21 and a half. I think if they beat Hawthorne last week, this line would have been upwards of 30 and a half points or more so I think I'm taking advantage of, you know, Port Adelaide's insipid performance last week, as I said, and uh, putting it to work on this Ned's $2 lines here for
0: $25. I like your theory, Pez. You are correct. They beat them last week. This line's up at 30 and a half, even if it's a one-point, you know, two-point victory. The loss brings it in 10 points, but you didn't really sound confident there, Pez, and, and I'm uh, definitely feeling the exact same way that you sounded. I'm not very confident in what Port Adelaide's going to, to dish up. I think that Aaliyah Alia actually puts a bigger strain on their defence and that intercept mark um, because he was a huge anchor in the way that they went forward. Being able to intercept and get teams on the rebound, Ken Hicklin really needs to show something. And um, I think that the showdown, as we know, like, you know, when Essendon play Collingwood or when we've got one of those big rivalries, the, the ladder position doesn't mean too much and there'll be a lot of blokes there from Adelaide who are out to prove something against their crosstown rivals. I'm steering clear. And if anything, I'd probably be leaning on the actually plus line, the plus 20 and a half pairs. So no bet for me uh, and best of luck for you for that one.
1: Yeah. I'll be interested to see where the the line closes and uh, uh, you don't know which game you're going to watch because they cross over, but um. Yeah, we'll be seeing the end of that showdown definitely.
0: We will, Pez. All right, onto the Saturday games. No, um, <laughs> it's very weird. No Saturday on the afternoon. We have to wait until four thirty-five for this game to actually start. This is the GWS Giants taking on the Gold Coast Suns, Pez. We of course head to Giant Stadium with that massive, massive screen. Uh, Giants favoured at a dollar fifty-seven as the um, outright favourites. Gold Coast two forty-one. Outsiders. The line is minus nine and five. Sorry, nine and a half, favoring the Giants. And the over/under for this game is one forty-nine and a half. Pez, can the new expansion clubs serve up a decent uh, afternoon game on the on the Saturday? Uh,
1: They might serve up a close game, but um, a a decent game, uh, I'm not too sure. Just want to mention last week, if you if you saw it, source on the Sunday. Phil Davis uh, ran his absolute heart out in a, in a chasing tackle and lunged at the guy, gave away a trip, and he's, he's done his hamstring again, source. Uh, so the old body of Phil Davis for GWS, him sitting on the bench with ice, it's a familiar tale. So we've said it with Prestia before where, you know, soft tissue injuries, and Phil Davis just did something that, you know, he, his body couldn't hack, and it says he's out for three months with that hamstring sore, so that is is very, very bad for him. Um, Hopper was announced that he's out as well. Very important in their midfield. Uh, and, of course, Toby Green hasn't been playing for the Giants. I thought the Giants were quite impressive in round one. Uh, last week, they, they couldn't beat uh, Richmond with four um, of those really high-end players missing. Uh, and a couple of Richmond players really stood up uh, and played a good brand of footy at MCG, Going home in front of their 24,000 members, which I hope will all be there. Uh, They have to be able to beat this Gold Coast Sun side, especially without Ben King in their source. So I'll put together a three-leg same game multi on tab. Um, And I've got GWS to win the first half. I've got GWS minus seven and a half at the line and Lockie Whitfield to get 20 plus disposals. It's paying $2.50. I've put 25 on it. Uh, I'm not as confident with this bet as I am with all my other bets source, but uh, I'm going all in on the Giants here in a couple of my other uh, competitions you know we, we speak about uh, some of the other competitions we're in winner competitions loser competitions and things like that so uh, I need the Giants to win
0: yeah you do Pez um, I'm not confident in this game at all I think that the talent alone for the Giants should be enough Gold Coast have been spirited in, in some of their performances but the, the talent they've got on the park is is, has never been enough for the, for the Giants. And, you know, we, we talk about coaches under the pump. That game last week really um, displayed some cracks in the Giants. And, again, it's the same old story, Pez. It's the me football, not the we football. I mean, when you control the footy like they did against the, um, you know, in terms of possession, just straight-out possessions against the, the Tigers, you know, they had uh, what's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the top nine leading disposal getters. Uh, you know, you should be getting a lot closer than a 30-point turnaround. So I'm steering clear with this one, Pez, um, a little bit because I'm a little bit uncertain about what they can do. I have got them in my multi, so I think they can get the job done, but uh, couldn't find a bet that I liked uh, spending my money on when I'm especially as down as much as I am. So sticking to my bonus bets and uh, bets that I'm really, really uh, sold on.
1: Yeah, you're learning your lesson early in the season of (laughs) round two and under the pump, source under the pump. Um, all right, it's Collingwood versus Geelong. Source, and uh, I'll I'll let you do the odds, and then I'll give him my thoughts.
0: Yeah, thanks, Pez. Uh, Saturday night, absolute blockbuster. Collingwood taking on the Geelong Cats. Collingwood, of course, two and zero taking on the fifty percent Geelong Cats. Collingwood come in as the outsiders at two seventy eight. Geelong, a dollar forty five, the favorites. The line is minus fourteen and a half over under for this game, Pez. One sixty six and a half. So. Can Collingwood make it three on the trot? And uh, Craig McRae, absolute saviour for Collingwood. Is he the person to take them back to the promised land?
1: Mate, if he can make a call and make up a fake Mason Cox injury after round one win and get him out of that side, (laughs) must have listened to behind the boundary. Um, Kudos to him. He's one of my favourite coaches in the league because of that. Um, Without him in the side, they've got a chance. Uh, You've got Lipinski, who is playing really well in that Collingwood midfield. To he looks like he's getting fitter and and going in there. You've got the Dacos brothers, uh, Pendlebury, you know, doing what he usually does. And uh, Collingwood looking a lot better without the big uh, seven-foot American in that forward line. So uh, I I think the Cats uh, will bounce back uh, personally. I'm not going to put a bet on it or anything because the Moneyball Special, as I said, you can't go past this. It's a key forward who's usually favorite to kick first goal of the match. This is two bucks for him to kick any of the first nine of the match. You think if Geelong are going to kick... At least five of the first nine goals. Um, Tomahawk will be in there with the chance, at least a shot at goal. Uh, Max bet twenty-five. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, you're right, Piers. You definitely can't go past this one. It's Tomahawk for all the way for me. I've whacked twenty-five on that one as well. Um, I think it's it's really interesting, Piers, because he's eight dollars fifty to kick the uh, the first goal, equal favorites with Jeremy Cameron and you're getting this odds for him to kick one of the first nines and double up your money, you can't go past it. Uh, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Their forward line does look a lot better without Mason Cox in it. Uh, Collingwood, though, realistically, they haven't beaten anyone, and I think that this is an absolute bargain for for any of those people that believe in Geelong. Almost everyone has them in their their top four, their top five, minus 14.5. I think Geelong will actually do a bit of a number on um, Collingwood, so I think it'll be a nice reality check for Collingwood. We do forget that uh, they finished quite low last year, most people had them as a bottom five side, and I think uh, Saturday night they'll show their true colors against a true contender.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> very good. I think Geelong will win, and uh, as you said, a dollar forty-five. If you if you want to put your money where your mouth is, uh, jump on board and go big.
0: All right, speaking of going big, Pez, this is a big blockbuster. Probably the highest odds of the round and the shortest favourites, of course, I'm talking about. Uh, both of us, Pez, had them as uh, the, the premiership favourites, uh, but they haven't started off the season in any sort of um, exciting and sort of uh, convincing form. I'm talking, of course, about the Brisbane Lions. They host North Melbourne up at the Gabba. An 8 o'clock time slot, Dollar $1.08. Brisbane come in as the Heavy, heavy favourites. North Melbourne Outsiders at $8. Monster line pairs minus 42.5, of course, in favour of the Lions. And the over-under for this game is surprising at 164.5. If the line is 142.5, a 40-point discrepancy in the over-under for over 100 points is pretty interesting if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I I hate big line source. I, I hate them with a passion, especially when they're over 30 points. You just... You don't know which side to go. 42 and a half is way too big for me. So, um, Lockie Neal's had a great start to the season. Uh, Brisbane Lions are very, very uh, fortunate to be able to keep him. I think they're trying to coast a little bit, to be honest, in the early rounds in, in some of their quarters. So, I, I think they're going to coast in this game as well because they will beat North very easily. But I'll put a same game multi together. source. i have picked my own line. I'll, I'm on North here, plus 69 and a half. Uh, total game points over 152.5 and Aaron Hall, who's averaging 28 disposals to get 20 plus $2 odds, 25 bucks on it. Um, I think Brisbane don't win by 70 plus
0: uh, Pez, We just lost half our uh, listenership. Uh, they just all rolled over uh, in their, their seats uh, on the way to the car, uh, on the way to work tomorrow morning. The listeners have, have dropped off and died. So you please get an ambulance straight to all these freeways Pez, because North Melbourne fans across the globe are absolutely speechless.
1: Well, unbelievably got have 69 and a half at start. It's not because not saying they're going to win.
0: <laughs> oh, it's nice to hear you say something confident pairs. I totally agree. I think that uh, Brisbane have, they know that they have a list to be able to get them to September. Their big issues obviously are September. They're, Putting the effort into making sure that they're maintaining the teams, uh, you know their health, their safety. They're making sure that they they're getting the right runs, they're getting the, the the reps through the legs, and they're just doing things as they need to to survive and finish in that top four. I agree. I think that uh, the 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 play here is definitely North Melbourne plus forty two and a half pairs. But if you're echoing those words, the play is North Melbourne at the line. I'm not playing it, so I'm steering clear for this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you've got nothing more to say. We've talked too much positive. Pe- Pez, I don't want to add anything. Pez is also speechless there. He's uh, put himself into a spiral. All right, let's get into the Sunday night and the remaining two games for the round. We talk about this will be an absolute classic, Pez. Uh, Carlton, they have arrived. Carlton taking on Hawthorne at the MCG. 110 start. 154 favourites are Carlton and Hawthorne. $2.49 outsiders. Minus 11.5 is the line in favour of the Blues. And the line for this game, total game points. 170.5 massive, massive over total game points. Pez Blues, three on a row, surely. Uh,
1: if you said you I believe in Geelong, you put big money on it. Carlton at a dollar 54 oh. um, against Hawthorne, who were touted bottom four. Hawthorne aren't a good side, they are, they are not first. Well, they are first on the ladder, but they're not uh, a, a top eight contender at all. Um, so don't let that fool you, Carlton. If they're anything, if they're competing for the eight. They win this game comfortably. Um, I've got to steer clear at the moment because I do have to see the teams. I have to see a little bit coming coming up. And you know me, Sauce, on a Sunday, Sunday games, when I'm betting on a Wednesday, I don't really want to touch them. So um, one thing, though, I have heard the majority of Carlton fans and Carlton memberships have gone into their seventh lockdown source. Um, They're they're locking down because they don't want to contract COVID. They don't want to miss out for seven days because they want to get their hands on the grand final tickets and they don't want to miss out for the Carlton Premiership in 2022.
0: Well, oh, Pez, you only have to isolate for seven days. Uh, premierships are definitely not won in uh, March or April, so I think Carlton fans can get along to this. Uh, I definitely would be going if I uh, didn't have better things to do and watch Carlton versus Hawthorne, but it will be an absolute cracker. Pez, I totally agree with what you're saying. A dollar fifty-four is an absolute bargain for Carlton. They uh, they they definitely are going to win this game. Hawthorne are no good. They haven't beaten anybody. They beat a dismantled Port Adelaide side who are still adjusting with all those injuries, and they... Um, who they beat round one? They struggled to get over North Melbourne. North. Who, who, you know, who we just talked about them not being a good bet at uh, 42.5. Uh, so let's, let uh, me Here's Pez. Carlton win this game and they win it easy. And that's why I've gone a little bit cheeky uh, on this one, Pez. Plus 40.5 I've gone. And that gives you odds straight out at $5. And, of course, I am using my bonus bet Three legs. I've gone over 155.5 pairs. This is high scoring. Carlton absolutely flex their muscles. And I've gone Patrick Cricks to him to kick a goal. That gives me odds of $6.50. My $10 bonus bet gives me odds of $6.50 to return 65. I'll only get 55 for that, pairs, But I'm all over Carlton in this game. I think that line is too low. I think that the um, the, the 154 is a bargain. They're going to absolutely flex their muscles, Pez. And this is where they are... They really start to show that they are going to be a contender and we get that Carlton arrogance, which we've missed for the last 20 years, Piers, That comes back a little bit.
1: I haven't missed it at all. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm sick of it and the listeners I'm sure are sick of it. Stop saying you agree with me, Source, just because you had a bad week last week and you're thinking you, you got to follow along, you know.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I won't agree with you in this one, Pez. We're getting on to the St. Kilda game, uh, so I won't agree with anything you're saying here. Um, this one's really interesting, Pez. There's no line actually released on um, Sportsbet at the moment. I am talking about St. Kilda taking on Richmond. 3.20, prime time, time slot at Marvel Stadium. The the Saints are normally pretty good under the lights of Marvel. Um, they're taking on, of course, Richmond. $1.94 for the Saints' outsiders. $1.90 for Richmond. The bookies have this one pretty much even. There is no line, so it's a pickem, Pez. And the over under for this is 164.5 pairs. Uh, whatever you're saying, I'm going the opposite because I'm steering clear. So tell me what I'm arguing against.
1: Well, if you're, if you're <laughs> going the opposite of me, you're going to have to put on a bet because I'm steering clear as well. You know, it's a Sunday <laughs> game. Um, but I think advantage St. Kilda because it's played at Marble, uh, but it will depend on the players that Richmond get back. They'll probably get back uh, Jack Riewoldt, um, possibly get back Grimes as well. Uh, and look a little bit stronger. So it will depend on uh, the ball movement that that St Kilda can get out of the middle. Uh, But without Dustin Martin, without Prestia, it weakens their midfield, but they've still got so much talent there at Richmond. So um, very intriguing game coming up, but I, I do need to wait for the teams before I do anything with it.
0: Yeah, this one, 100% uh, disagree, Pez. You need to be backing uh, anyone in this game. No, not going to talk about that. Um, You need to be able to see the teams on this game. This game is going to be won at selection table, um, and whoever has the best side, this sounds so stupid, is going to win the game because it, (laughs) it really is... Uh, I mean, both both clubs are in a similar sort of spot in terms of the way that they're performing. They are very list dependent. So if Saint Kilda picks, you know, some, some, you know, have they have a, a decent sort of a dominating ruckman? They have some key forwards and some defence in there, some runners through that middle. They'll they'll get on top of them. If Richmond have four or five triple Premiership players come back, that experience will get them over the line as well. So really, in watching this game closely, I most likely will put on a uh, a live bet on this game depending on what the selection table says. But at the moment, steering clear pairs.
1: Yeah, very good. Uh, and, and if you're looking on Sports Bet Source and you're looking at the odds, uh, you'll say that the round's over. But there's meant to be one more game.
0: There is one more game, Pez, but the betting is uh, has been stopped for this game. Uh, we are talking about the, the West Coast versus Fremantle game. And of course, this is because of the, the, the COVID bout. They have no idea who's going to come back, Pez. But my tip is for this game 620 game, Optus Stadium. Oh, sorry, what am I talking about? SBS Stadium. The Eagles are taking on the Dockers. I would say Fremantle are going to open pretty heavy favourites. We know that they um they didn't have the, that sort of continuity last week of being able to play together. They had the replacements going. They're going to be fatigued from COVID. Jump all over Fremantle, no matter what.
1: Oh, they're a dollar one, a dollar five. You probably steer clear from it. But well, you're jumping on the um, line
0: then, Pez. You're jumping all over the line.
1: We're we're forced to steer clear here, um, aren't we? Because there's there's nothing to bet on. So uh, wait and see. Uh, at behind the bound. Uh see if anything comes out from that we get into our favorite part of our bed sleep, the multi
0: source. We do, Pez. I've gone a four-leg same-game multi with Sportsbet. One or two legs fail. I get my money back, and I am extremely confident in this one, Pez. I've gone the max stake of 50. I didn't put much money down this week, but I am really confident with this. I've gone Melbourne head-to-head at $1.20. GWS, I'm hoping that they can prove their talent right at $1.57. Geelong, one forty five head head-to-head. And the Blues, as I spoke, all over the Blues. That gives me odds, odds of $4.20, and I've put the max stake of 50 on that, pairs But if I get two that lose, I get a bonus bet, but no need for it. That is money for VBs.
1: Yeah, and you definitely need it, source as well. Um, I wouldn't mind hitting this one as well. I've I've put a four-leg same-game multi with Sportsbet. Uh, I've gone nearly the same as you. I've gone Melbourne, GWS, Geelong. But the one I've put in is tomorrow night's game, source. I've put in Sydney. Uh, when they were $1.92, they've gone out to 2 as we said. I'll put $25 on that, so it'll be a nice, healthy return. But TAB also had a multi-special source. So you know what? I've gone and put on another multi. I've I've gone and put three legs, multiplied it by 1.08. I'll put Melbourne, Geelong, GWS together. One of them loses source. Get my bonus bet back. I'll put the max 50 on it at $2.81.
0: Okay, so that confused me a little bit, Pez, which is pretty easy. Did you put two multis down or you just put the one down?
1: I'll put the one on sports bet as I said at five twenty seven with the four legs, and I'll put a, a three leg multi at, at tab, uh, whack the max fifty on it, uh, Melbourne, Geelong, GWS at two eighty one. So,
0: so if very, you very win, if you win your sports bet one, you win triple the money basically because both will get up.
1: Oh, if I win the sports bet one, uh, yes, I win both of them, and I will be rolling in it.
0: Yeah, well, we have picked basically the same as me, so I can't actually hope that loses. But, uh, it's a little bit cheeky there, Pez, uh, picking a double multi. That's not normally how we play, but I would expect nothing less from you, Pez. That's the third week in a row you've broken the rules, so pretty disappointed, but not unusual.
1: Now, you've got to take advantage of the promotions when they're there, so <laughs> you don't know, uh, as a punter, how long are you going to have them for?
0: Yeah, well... We haven't got many left there, Pez, so you, you are correct. And if you keep splurging this money, uh, you won't have much of a podcast partner as well, Pez, because you got to play by the rules, or at least give me a heads up so I can have a bit more of a dabble.
1: Well, your bet slip is there. There's 10 spots open on it, so,
0: <laughs> uh, so you do what you need to do. Yes, all right. Well, what we do need to do, Pez, is we do need to wrap this up. Don't forget uh, to jump onto all of our great listening sorry devices and <laughs> make sure you jump on the listening devices, Pez. My gosh, it's getting <laughs> late. <laughs> Yeah, jump on your, you know, your iPhone
1: or your iPad or your computer or your desktop or your your Nokia or your thirty three fifteen. I don't know what you're. No, nah, you can't listen on that. Source, bears. Just just snake two on that one. Just jump on uh, a Spotify or Apple Podcast wherever you listen to the pod. Give us uh, a five star rating, which would really help out. Uh, a little cheeky comment as well, and uh, at behind the bound on Twitter, jump on board with that. Uh, and our bet slips will be posted there before the round. So if you want to jump on or you want to see how the odds change since, since we put the bets down on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, have a look at that. Uh, best of luck with your punting for the week. I'm Pez. Peace out.
0: I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time, guys. And as always, if you're having a bet, bet responsibly.